0: What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Thank you so much for tuning in to the Big Honker Podcast. We appreciate you downloading and listening to these episodes. It really means a lot to us. So go to iTunes, leave us some reviews, let us know what you think of the show. Uh, those are always a lot of fun to read. Head over to iTunes, do that right now. This podcast is brought to you by Stanfield Hunting Outfitters. We've been in business a while, Ron. on. Yes, sir. We come out here and just tailgating
1: out of the parking lots is what they did to start with. <laughs>
0: turned it into a full-fledged business yes sir started out just goose hunting now we got goose duck dove pheasants well, can't, pigs
1: can't believe the way it's grown and when they started i didn't really know that it could be
0: like that <laughs> here we are today so if you're looking for that uh that fall adventure look no further 940 658 that's our phone number you can get on the books for this year we're still taking bookings for goose and duck hunts give us a call you could even come out here and do a pheasant hunt with uh over on here so www.stanfieldhunting.com this podcast is also brought to you by dive bomb industries best silhouette on the market yes sir you've hunted over a lot of them
1: i'll tell you what I, they're amazing
0: that's another company that just you know just
1: blew up oh i'll tell you what they're
0: they're great
1: guys great service can't get better service than what you get from them, and the decoys work, and they're beautiful and lifelike.
0: The stake system is what I love the most.
1: I know, it, and that's the first criticism I had when I saw one. Is that <laughs> that'll never work. That thing won't stand up in the sand, but they sure do. They sure fool me.
0: Stakes come in from the top. That way, when you pull them out of the sand or the muck or the mud, whatever you're hunting them in, the stakes stay in place, unlike uh, some other companies who steak system was just a pain in the ass oh yeah the wooden plastic deals was a pain boy they look great they pack up nice dive bomb industries the way to go call them look them up online look them up on instagram dive bomb industries get whatever you're needing for this upcoming waterfowl season because it's here basically a lot of guys are already hunting also we're brought to you by boss shot shells bismuth is back in style the boys are making a kick-ass load
1: well that stuff will bring them to the ground i tell you what just
0: got hit them one time 12-gauge, 20-gauge, they make special loads. You call the people at Boss, email them. They will make you pretty much whatever you want. They'll custom, custom make your load for you. Well, that's
1: good service there, too. And like I said, it's
0: right to your front door. No more big-box stores. They go right to your front door, so you know that you're paying a rock-bottom price. Uh, you're going to shoot the 20-gauge this year, huh?
1: Well, I, I shoot the 20-gauge a lot anyway, but yeah.
0: Do that with bismuth, and you knock the hell out of them, so... BossShotShells.com for all of your shotgun shell needs. We're also brought to you by 737, the boys in Oklahoma making duck calls for all across America. Great duck call. Works great. Sound good, man. Even Jeff can use it. That's how you know That's it right. passes the, the user-friendly test. And they're beautiful. Beautiful. You can put your, put your logo on them. We've got some here with our logo on them. 737 duck calls, and they can hook you up for, they sell goose calls too. So whatever you're needing.
1: they they work great handy and jack mostly well they sound good
0: now did you teach jeff how to duck call or he just picked that up well i don't know (laughs) if you'd had a 737 it would have been a lot easier that's right you're right we're also brought to you by lucky duck you if you're going to field duck hunt this winter you're going to need uh spinners look no further luckyduck.com and they can they can send you however many you need. I say you need at least a half dozen spinners if you're going to have a successful field hunt. I'll tell you what, it's
1: amazing to watch them when you get them remotes going. And We had a hunt, the last hunt of the season, we killed about 50 birds in an hour with the whole, we had half the town out there in a blind. <laughs> I, I had my son, two sons, three grandsons, one great-grandson and a granddaughter. And, and a dog that you... Produced. And a dog that I trained and then produced, and then about 10 more friends was out there, and we, we
0: hammered them. Boy. Just got all those lucky ducks going and let, it, let them eat. Those those ducks will key in on that, create a lot of motion, which is what you see on a duck feed, and uh, lucky ducks work. Get the ones with the remotes. Get the ones that are waterproof if you find yourself hunting over water, and uh, your worries will be no more. So luckyduck.com for all of your motion spinning wing needs. Uh, we're also bought to you by sea light LEDs. There's no more sense. There's no sense at all to set a decoy spread out in the dark, modern technology. Put the, put these lights everywhere, put them on your truck, on your trailer, light it up, turn that switch on and light that puppy up. That way you can see exactly what you're doing. No more. That's the, you know, that's the number one cause of breaking your decoys is tripping over. Them. Turn on those lights. You're saving decoys that way. Think of it that way. Saving your investment. SealightLEDs.com. they're what we use. And this show is also brought to you by Athlon Optics, also a U.S. made. Athlon Optics is a proud U.S. sports optic product company devoted to designing and delivering superior quality optic products and outdoor accessories at a competitive price to you, the consumer. Athlon has strong engineering design capability, strategic alliances with quality manufacturers, and a streamlined, fully integrated supply chain. Whether you're shooting prairie dogs or scouting those geese or ducks the night before, Athlon Optics has a product that you need. So go to AthlonOptics.com, get your binoculars, get your scopes. They've also got red dot sights. They got it all. If you need to look through it so you can shoot something or find something, Athlon Optics is the way to go. We're also brought to you by William and Chris Wines. Ron, you're a former wine drinker. Yeah, I've had my share in the past. <laughs> you, you were a sweet guy. You, you liked the the sweet drinks, didn't you? Yeah, I,
1: yeah, I loved it on sweet stuff. But but anyway, they won't let me drink
0: anymore. <laughs> you made that decision a long time ago. But yeah, Cr- William and Chris, uh, great wines. Texas made wines. Uh, I like the red personally. The Skeleton Keys are really popular. You can find them at H-E-B Whole Foods Central Markets, uh, all those upstanding supermarkets. You can find William and Chris Wines, or you can go to their website and try to get it shipped to you, but William and Chris Wines, uh, you, you you won't be disappointed. And On this episode of the podcast, we're joined by the one and only Ron Stanfield. He sits down with us again. We share some stories. Uh, it's always fun. Everybody loves it when Ron comes on, so... Uh, We aim to please here at the Big Honker Podcast, so here he is, Ron Stanfield. Jeff Yes. You can take your phone down. Yes.
2: All right. Here we go. Three, two, one. Boom! And welcome to the Big Honker Podcast. I'm Jeff Stanfield. I'm Andy Shaver. You can introduce our guest.
0: Ah, you go ahead. You came from his nutsack.
2: Hmm. It's not really how I wanted to jump into this one, but <laughs> anyways, on on the no, he's not on the phone in the studio with us today is my dad, Ron Stanfield. How are you doing, Dad?
1: Oh, decent, I guess. We mean decent. Decent. Well, I've, some days are better than others. Today's a decent day? It's one, it's better one than some of them I've had lately. Cancer sucks, man. Well, it does. Takes away some of your range of motion or something. Limits your opportunities, maybe, into some things.
2: Better than being in a wheelchair, though. Yes, sir.
0: Still buying watermelons, though, for the boys, so that's oh. you hadn't completely lost it.
1: Yeah, that's... Well, I love them boys, and I, and I know they like them watermelons, and I do too. So. <laughs> You're
0: going to pick one up. You might as well get two, right? That's right.
1: So what,
2: what's the what's the status on the health? Because people ask me all the time.
1: It's kind of in limbo. I did radiation for my cancer that was 98% effective, and it didn't work. You're a 2 percenter. So I'm one of the 2%, and I just did a PET scan that I don't know the results of yet.
0: You don't know that Tuesday?
1: supposedly I'll find that out Tuesday.
2: So cancer's both in, but, but, and back in both lungs then? That's the way it sounded. And growing. Huh. Yeah, that comes and it don't just go away. So, you're a fireman, retired firefighter. How many, of the, you've uh, more than one fireman you worked with have died of this shit, hadn't they?
1: Yeah, I don't know just, who, I mean, I don't know all, there's but, so many different kinds and stuff, but I've had two or three just lately, just in the last six weeks. Really? But I,
2: but out of the guys you worked with, not just the guys in your rookie class, there's been a bunch of you guys. Matter of fact, you're one of the last ones standing of the old timers.
1: Well, I, I'm I'm starting to get that way. But of our rookie class, there's still three or four of them around. There was eight to start with, and they didn't die. There's don't I don't know Vietnam my rookie class that died yet but there's one or two of them that's not doing well but they've had other things car wreck or something like that maybe but i mean the guys that you were firing with that you were friends with a
2: lot of them have have gone yes have passed and a lot of them from lung cancer or cancer cancer is all that's all i know you know but and and, you know i don't know if as much as that's fireman related as it's just world related because as you get older cancer seems to be the number
1: one well, I've I've said for years, and I'm not a doctor, but I believe that, that everybody's got cancer in them and it just takes something to set it off.
0: Yeah.
2: I don't know. Well, you've had a really good life, I would say. Oh,
1: yeah, it's been wonderful. Praise the Lord.
2: What would you do different in your life?
1: I'd just do more of it and try to do <laughs> it better.
2: So you wouldn't change much then?
1: No, nah, I don't know what. I'm not ashamed of very much, and... Uh, no, I've had a good
2: life. you got a lot of friends. A lot of people ask about you. Out of your class, you graduated 1962 from high school, right? Yes, sir. How many people in your class are
1: still alive? This used to be amazing if it's still the same. Uh, it's about the same, far as I know. One of them hung himself, and and one of them ran in the back of a truck on a motorcycle, And far as I know.
2: And that was years and years ago, right? Yeah, and that was a long time ago. Everyone else is still alive out of your class in high school?
1: Well, I th- it seems like maybe somebody else has died, but, but not many. And there was only 22 of us to start with, and there's probably about 18 of us still kicking anyway. That, that's still an amazing mm-hmm. odd to
2: have 75 years old and have 18 of your 22 classmates alive. Yeah. And one of them took him to his own life, and he was valedictorian, right?
1: Yeah, smart as bitch in our class. What was wrong with him? <laughs>
0: he was fucked up.
1: I don't know. He, he was a good athlete too, wasn't he? Yeah, hell yes. How
0: old was he when he hung himself?
1: Well, he was probably. Well, I lived. I moved to on out there on on the farm. It was ninety eight. That'd be eighteen or nineteen years ago. Twenty. He went to his. He went to his supposed best friends house in California for Christmas and hung yourself in their closet in a bit. Oh, fuck. What a fucking sorry bastard.
0: <laughs> on Christmas? <laughs> sorry as shit. Ruined it for everybody.
1: Christmas Eve.
2: Jeez. <laughs> you, what, what kind of fucking friend is that? Mm. Well,
0: that's a shitty deal.
2: Oh, thank you for having me in Christmas. I think I'm going to go into this room and near your in the closet and hang myself so it ruined Christmas for all your family. Yeah, we're waiting but,
0: on him to open presents. And-
2: there's a,
1: my granddad had a farm northeast of Buffalo and it was two miles east of the highway 75 going north and south on a little country road and there was three houses on that damn road between grandpa's farm and the highway one of them was right across the street from his farm and the other one was halfway back to highway and there was two boys lived on that road and hung themselves
0: wow Mm. Uh.
1: the bad juju on that road Bad deal, but I can't
2: imagine going to someone's house for the holidays. Yeah,
0: this is where I'm going to do it. It's I, perfect timing. Yeah, I
2: think I'm going to just hang myself in their closet. What, Chris? Nobody'll notice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what the fuck? I'd say a, a funny holiday. That's not a holiday. It's tragic, but I mean it's. Well, we're a sick society. We're a sick society, so people are going to find some kind of humor in that shit. But there's nothing funny about it. But uh funny story is I've got a friend of mine, and I'm not going to mention his name, but. His daughter brings this new guy home for for Thanksgiving, and they hunt with us and good friends of ours and stuff, and they're sitting around to have dinner. Well, this guy gets up when they bring the turkey down, so he gets up and goes to the bathroom. He goes in there, and they're waiting to tuck the turkey because they send their daughter in there, you know, and we'll call her Michelle just for taste. Michelle, go in there and check on Jake. We'll call him Jake. Go in there and check on Jake. So she goes, make sure he's okay. So she goes in there, and she's down there. And she comes back, She calls her mom back there, and then her mom comes back. She goes. You need to come back in here. We'll call him Bob just for safety. He's not Bob. Bob, come over here. What is it?
0: Bob is the Bob is the dad. Bob is the
2: dad. Okay. And she's like, Jake will not come out of the bathroom. What the fuck? You got the shits, you know? <laughs> What's wrong with him? No, he's he just uh, he, he 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 loves animals and can't seem to does not want to see you cut that turkey up. And does not want us to eat turkey because he's a vegetarian. Oof. So. They have to coax this guy out of the fucking bathroom so they can fucking have Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> They'll take the turkey and put it in the garage and nobody gets to eat it, so he'll come oh. out and fucking deal. So what'd they eat? <laughs> I guess everything but the fucking turkey. Oh my God. I mean, and y'all will know this guy. When I tell you this story off air of exactly who it is, you're going to laugh your ass off, but
1: you imagine that shit?
0: uh uh-uh. Hijack Thanksgiving. <laughs> wow. God. Teal season's coming up, Ron.
1: Sounds like a lot of fun. I'm anxious. I don't know how far I can get off the road, but
0: You'll be there? I'll
1: be I'm trying.
0: In the vicinity?
1: I'm gonna try.
0: How many times has Steve Barber called you leaving Steve Barber's coming on Friday? I believe
1: it or not, I hadn't heard from Steve last couple of days much. Well, well He's called Jeff
0: enough that Jeff and I enough that He's made up the difference. My other
1: phone broke, and I didn't have any communication for a couple of days. And,
2: But, Dad, you're an older man, so I'm going to ask you this, and you tell, give me your opinion. If you called me up and I said, hey, you have to have waiters to hunt that place,
1: <laughs> what do you think that means? Better bring some waiters if you want to go in there, <laughs> or you're going to get your ass wet. That's kind of what
2: I was thinking it meant, too. But for some reason.
0: There's something lost in translation. He
2: does not get that. And I tell him that every week, Steve, you need to like uh, he's been calling me since June on this. And it's funny so is anal. he calls me and
0: then he calls Andy and but when he calls me, he tells me something completely different than what he told Andy. And then when he calls Jeff back, he says that I said something completely different than what I actually told him. Well, I'd
1: already told him to start with that there was no way he could get in there without probably a canoe. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I didn't tell him that. I just said we needed some waiters. I think it'd be okay. But he's just convinced that Andy's told him. That he don't need a waiter somewhere.
1: Last time, the, first, <laughs> the last time I was over there, it's been a while. You couldn't even get to the edge of the trees and hip and, and
2: knee hip boots. boots. Right. Yeah, it's went down a little bit, but it's gonna be wet from the trees on.
0: Uh, he's wanting to go to a public place now. We hunted it a few years ago. I told him it's so full you can't drive around it because it goes all the way to the fences. Well, that I don't know. And we've got the property I'm, I'm, next to it. I'm going out this afternoon jesse's got to work i'm gonna load up the boys i'm gonna go up to where he wants to go i'm gonna assess the situation and i'm gonna go down to where i am but i'm also gonna go tomorrow morning and walk in
2: we need a front we need a north wind bad this is absolutely and we're lucky we opening day of dove season we we slam dunked them Mm -hmm. but since then the dove are gone the same dove yeah and it's from wichita falls to abilene and when you get in panhandle there's a lot of birds but there are no birds out in West Texas. And I don't know. I keep thinking, oh, well, next weekend will be real good because we're going to get a little front. And boy, I tell you what, it's – I talked to two other guys that run a lot of dove hunts, and they ain't got no birds at all. And we don't.
0: I had a meeting last week, and we were talking about how hot it is. And it's like, yeah, they keep putting – if you look at the forecast, every seventh day it looks like there's going to be a front. And then that front doesn't come, and then you pull up your weather again. And on that last day of the forecast, it looks like a front's coming, so – who knows? We got something coming in tonight, I guess.
2: Yeah, we're supposed to have some rain next two days. Now, you're on the water board. Uh-huh. What, what's the situation in our lake? Are we at 90-something percent? Yeah, I think 93.
0: I think we're a foot and a half down from the spillway. Those hot August days, we evaporated more than what we sell in a year. Do what now? Those hot August days, we, we would evaporate more in a day than what we sell, like, all year. That's crazy. Or, or in A man. week. A week. That's
2: crazy. Yeah.
0: So everybody that's worried about conserving water, you're losing it to evaporation. You might as well just fucking drink it. Hope something changes. Well, it's
2: still at ninety percent.
0: No, no, no. I know that, but when we were we were in a when we were in a drought prior to me getting on this board, um, We were down to six or seven percent. And they were having some very tough meetings. I'm glad I was not a part of it. But they were, you know basically it was what do we do? Because there's four member cities that own the lake basically and then we sell it to other places and they're like okay so do we just use do just the four member cities are they the only ones that are going to get this water or do we just keep doing what we're doing and sell it to the com- surrounding communities and basically the consensus was we'll all go down together
2: i'm glad you brought this up Andy, because i was mayor during all these times mm-hmm. what, what what would you what would your decision be today on that
0: I mean, like I said, you're losing so much to evaporation just
2: So so would you the, be the, for the everybody out- having water or just the four member cities?
0: For Because okay. the outlining communities are so small, I mean I you're they're really not putting a dent into it.
2: I'm glad you said that though, because when I was mayor and we talked about all this, you got on to me one day about that. <laughs> well fuck 'em. We own the lot we ought to have more water. That's what you told me. I don't think I did. Yeah, you did. But now that you're one of them who had to make that decision
0: I don't think that that's what I said. Somebody else in town might have said that.
2: No, we had that at our discussion at our house, because you asked me about it one day, and I said, as far as I know, I said, we are down to (laughs) six months of water left, maybe, at the Mm -hmm. most. We're drilling wells in town. We're going to have water in Knox City. We're going to be okay. Right. But the lake water, and I said that, and he's like, well, well, hell, we ought to just keep the water ourselves. But as you get older and you get in that position, you had to make those decisions. You can't cut off people.
0: Well, I I mean, it just...
2: It sounded good when you were chastising me about it, huh?
0: <laughs> No. When you look at, you know, you're down to six months of water, and you might get an extra month of water by cutting these people off, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. You're about to go. You better have a contingency plan and have it in effect ASAP. If and you, luckily, it started raining.
2: If you got a water well and your neighbors around you have no water, you need to give your water to people to survive. Yeah. That's just God telling you that's the right thing to do. Now, I'm not saying you can not have to sell it to them. But, oh, we sell it. <laughs> but, but you got to help your neighbor on that deal. What's
1: what you, the demand on this new water system coming in pretty quick? What's it going to do? And
2: It's not effective. Not. It's not as many people as you have in O'Brien. A lot water. of
0: people aren't even turning on. See, that's the thing that we've talked about in this meeting is um, we were in such bad shape and people cut back so much, they still are what they were at. Their their usage is still what they were at whenever they cut back. So people still have that drought in their mind, and they're conserving water. Um, but, yeah, I mean, so a lot of people are not even turning that service on. A now lot that, of people just aren't hooking up to the meter.
2: You're, you're you're a couple of generations ahead of me, and I'm a couple of generations ahead of Andy. When you were a kid growing up, did y'all have running water and sewer in y'all's house? I know y'all had an outhouse. When you first work it, but did y'all have running water in y'all's house?
1: Well, you had to run out the well and get it. But so y- <laughs> <laughs> no, we had <laughs> we had a cistern that actually was under the back that back porch of the house. But it's like a little room down there that it, they caught water off the roof and it went through a big filter of charcoal and stuff, and and that's what we had. Until it'd go dry, and then Dad'd go get a thousand gallon tank of water and come over and he'd dump it in that well. It was just solid limestone.
2: And, and it was at, under the house. Did they, they build it there? Did they build the house? The house
1: there? got built over. It. And you know, now, what was it now? What's the cistern? It's it don't have a. It's not a well because it don't have a vein. But it's a it's a limestone
0: limestone
1: just rock wall. Just.
0: What do you mean a vein? For for a well no for, water, to catch it,
1: no water comes in out of the ground.
0: It's all got to come in from either off all of off of a watershed.
1: We had at that time, at least, it might have once upon a time had a vein in it, but it never did
0: later. So this thing that's out here that we've got is that a well or is that a, a well. cistern?
1: That's a hand dug
2: well too. Yeah, that's a well. Okay. They dug it with rings.
1: Yeah, they they dug it, set a ring on the ground, and get a little skinny guy and dig it out, and <laughs> when that. Ring sinks into the ground, they set another nut there, and they just keep going until the water gets too deep and we can't dig no more.
2: Wow. That would be a miserable fucking job. What a way to make a and how That well's, what, 25 feet over there maybe?
1: Yeah, I used to remember it. It's not that much, 23.
0: Do you ever remember any kids falling in wells and cisterns when you were a kid? No,
1: I had a kid that I went to school with that was – Cleaning one out because they used to do that. They're right. Them and clean them out, sweep them out and stuff and bail out the last of the water before it rained again. Right. And he got gassed somehow or another. And hell, he wound up with like, like, palsy and epilepsy. and Really? And, oh, man. And got locked jaw. He really got messed up being down that damn well. A lot of people die in them because that
0: gas. That is gas? Down there Where's they, the gas come from? Do they know?
1: I don't know. It's forms from anything that's dead, but
2: I don't know. Jeez,
0: what a way to die!
2: So, when the cistern deal, so it was basically just a rock room under, or not? A, how big was it? Oh hell, it was.
1: You know, I hadn't seen in it for a long, long time, but it was it was twice as deep as a grown man standing up.
0: 12 15 foot deep, must
1: have been and about probably eight or eight or something feet across, circular. And this was right under grandma's house, right under that old little back porch, yeah, yeah,
0: right under that floor. That I didn't know that. And then you would just bail that whenever you wanted water.
1: Well, we had a pitcher pump in the house later, I remember, before we got running water, right?
2: So I I remember grandma and them had a yard, had a pump in the yard that you could pump up and down. Or no, maybe no, it was just the was water. No, that was frost-free. That's fiber. all that was? Yeah. Okay. So that's where your water was when you were a kid. Did y'all have pipes and stuff in the house
1: or just go to the sink? Oh, well, they plumbed it in, and it looked like everybody else's house later, but plumbed it just like a house. The, You know, there was a pier and beam house, so they run. But they did plumb it all. It wasn't didn't,
0: it didn't come that way?
1: Years ago you go get a house it would be a three room house a four room house a five room house there wasn't no kitchen right whatever you wanted to use they had all their dishes and furniture hmm. there wasn't no built in cabinets my mama, cupboards and
0: it was like the
2: Hoosier that we, that I bought Michelle for her birthday years yeah. and years ago with them old antique
1: Hoosiers mama wanted built ins and that was her dream and she finally got them about I don't know 55 or something but guy built them on the job and she still had them. They're still far run over there today. So that was just a
2: – so So when you bought a house, you bought a five-room house. You yeah. didn't buy Wasn't no didn't bathroom.
0: Three-bedroom, two-bath. Wasn't no bath. Right.
1: I mean, uh, we had a
0: –
1: we had a slop jar, Mama called it, to, using the night. Otherwise, you hike to the alley.
2: I just got side and pee then is what i did. not Well,
1: that's what we did.
0: Then what about shower? You said there was no bath.
1: Had a tub – at the tub, and on Saturday night, she'd come in there, and they'd boil water, get water hot, and pour it in there, and everybody. You know,
0: they say that's where the term throw the baby out with the bath water came from. Yeah. Baby kids, got to go last.
1: Kids kids started, you know, the kids all took turns and used the same water, kind of.
0: Yeah. Boy, they
2: some stinking asses
1: by fucking Saturday in the summertime.
0: It was Saturday? That was the only day of the week? Oh, I don't remember that. But Saturday sticks out? But
1: Well, at least once a week or something, but... Mm. Hell, we beat the creek and getting water. I mean, hell, that wasn't a deal there, but people didn't have the fragrances and stuff
2: they have today. So, when did you have plumbing in your house? By the time you got it, by the time you was in high school? I was in, yeah, junior high. When y'all had like a bathtub in the house? Yeah. Well, right. but that was the greatest thing Everyone, Y'all finally got
1: that.
0: I bet there was some rotten ass, ass pussy running around. <laughs> Well, we
1: had a shower for years. Jesus.
0: Dad,
1: Dad built a garage and a, put a a laundry room in it for Mom, which was 10, 12 foot wide and 25 foot deep. And in the corner of it, he built a shower.
2: And I took showers as a kid in there. It was my favorite place to take a shower. And
1: we had just had a, a rope across there with a curtain on it drag, because cause Mama canned stuff in, in the Rested that deal and did her washing and stuff in there, hmm. but
2: she used that for years. I remember as a kid when we'd go to grandma's, especially in the winter time. If you want to take shots where you'd go take a shower, yeah. And you go out there and take a shower, and I tell you what, it's colder than shit walking from <laughs> out of the house to in the house. It was all concrete walk, but it would be the equivalent to taking a shower out in my swimming pool and then coming into the house. In December, January, it's a freaking.
0: Not something you want to do. But she
1: had cabinets full of towels and wash rags and stuff out there. She really? Just, had a real clean smell to it, too. Always well, had a it even smell. in the house. That, that just washed them right there and put them in the, fold them up, put them in the deal.
2: <laughs> she didn't have a dryer. Hung everything? For years and years and years. Yeah, you told us last time that y'all hung all y'all's clothes. Was, hung them up. You think about the modern housewife today compared to having to go back to 1950 to be a housewife.
1: They they damn sure
2: wouldn't like it. Mm-mm.
1: No, they'd be a lot. They'd be more divorces.
2: <laughs> no microwaves.
0: Best you can do is sweep. No vacuuming. Well, they
2: mopped a lot. Yeah, we nobody had have... carpet.
0: Nobody. Nobody had carpet under no, Well, I just mean it's easier. We've got hardwood everywhere, and we still vacuum before we mop. Get all that shit up.
2: I can honestly say that I'm married to a really good housewife, and I haven't done laundry. A dish. Cooked a meal, and probably shit, I shit, I maybe two three times in twenty five years if I had to do any of that stuff. Now I know how to do all of it. I, every once in a while, I unload the dishwasher, and when Michelle's out of town, I keep it cleaned up because I clean up behind myself, so I don't have to make, so I don't have to listen to her gripe when she gets home if it's a mess after she leaves with it clean. But she makes us make our beds and clean the house. She she makes us. Michelle makes the bed. And take the trash out before we go on the trips. When we come home, everything looks the way it should. When we get leave, mm-hmm. which I like when we go down.
1: But oh, she's really great housewife, homemaker. I got an old fashioned homemaker is what she's I'm a, married She's a homemaker, boy. She really is. She's a dandy, and you know she, she puts up with a lot of shit my mama wouldn't have done. Like <laughs> all the kids like something different. She, what do you want for supper? Well, we just had supper. Oh, that drives me nuts, Dad. It does.
2: And we can't even – and when they were little, not only did we do that, but if we were going to just get something to go somewhere, she'd want to go. We'd sometimes have to go two, three places so everybody got what they wanted to go. Jesus, let's just go to one freaking place and everybody can order something. There's something for everybody. I knew we. I knew how spoiled my kids were. We were in bed one time in the summertime, and our rules in the house were different in some people's, but my rules in the summer in our house was – or our rules were, if you, stay, if, if, if you didn't have school – and you wanted to stay up in the summertime till 2 or 3 or 4 in the morning, I didn't care. When you got older and you were in school, as long as you'd get up and get your ass to bed, we didn't tell you what time you had to go to bed. I mean, we just didn't do it. Well, Michelle, one morning, it was about 2 in the morning, we are in bed, and our door opened, and Payne was probably 4 or 5 years old. I'll never forget this. And it was late. And he goes, Mom, 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 Mom. She's like, What is it, Payne? He goes, I want some pizza rolls. <laughs> I'm like, get your little ass in bed. It's time to go to sleep. It's almost 2 in the morning, you know. Dad, and she's like, he don't have to get up at school or nothing. And she got up and put some freaking, got some tortino pizza rolls out of the freezer outside and warmed them up. Them boys are spoiled rotten. Y'all's wives, I feel sorry for them.
0: Don't say you boys. Andy, you were
2: spoiled the same way, too. You're leaving two of
0: the three out.
2: No, I just gave one story. There's many stories of you and Andy, Zach, the same thing. Do you expect your house on September first to be decorated for fall?
0: <laughs> no, you don't. Well, I do it, but
2: okay, because of your mom. Yeah, because our house looks like a country door commercial every season, and on September first it starts. But I mean, that's the way Michelle was. So, Grandma, let's go back to Grandma. I want to hear about Christmas time in the old days. Did y'all have a tr- y'all had a tree. Yeah. Did we you had... go down and buy a tree?
1: No, I never know where to buy a tree in Buffalo, Kansas. And- <laughs> We'd go out somewhere and find one and cut it.
2: So y'all had to cut a tree. I, I actually remember when I was a little kid. I don't know how it was. Uncle Steve and Aunt Cheryl. I went with them to
1: cut a tree one time down. Yeah, they had a lot of nice trees out around where they're at, more so than other parts of the community.
2: Little cedars, I guess they were cedars, probably. Yeah, some kind of cedar. But I, I remember doing that. So you, y'all, y'all cut a tree. Did y'all decorate? Did Grandma like decorate Thanksgiving night for Christmas, or was it?
1: I don't remember exactly that, but it. They 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 started fairly early and and then of course back then they had a few little blocks, shiny balls and a string of popcorn and shit you know and and everybody's tree back in was covered with them little icicles and you'd see them up and down the road where people hauling them off and so
2: was not like my house right now where there's eight hundred presents under a freaking tree shit no
1: there wasn't eight hundred presents on
2: <laughs> well I don't know if we have eight hundred <laughs> but you know what our house looks like at Christmas right Michelle goes way
1: overboard. No, we had we had presents and stuff, but to, things that you could see in the toy stores were different than what they are now too. And
2: did uh did grandpa have to decorate the outside of the house? Hell
1: oh no. He didn't decorate nothing. <laughs> so no Christmas lights on the houses? We didn't have any outdoor lights. My Aunt Aunt Felice and Uncle Dan had some pretty lights. I I remember all a lot because when it snows, they were big old bulbs, and it sure looked pretty in the snow because they they had a lot of sh- cedars that were just three foot high around the wall, so
2: decorated. I tell you what, whoever invented Christmas lights for the outdoors, I'd have their ass kicked. <laughs> that's the biggest pain in the butt.
0: They're making a fortune now. Oh, it's I And so are those guys that install them in the communities and take them down.
2: Well, it's because guys like me don't want to fucking do that, and would rather pay someone to do it. If I had some in Knox City, well, I've always paid someone to do it. Mm-hmm. And luckily it's cheaper here than other
1: places. Oh, well, Preston, he had a business going in Wichita before he left They'd put them up, take them down, furnish them everything just for a fee. And store them, too. And
2: store for the them year. and everything. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. So, back to – I'm going to jump into some hunting stories a little bit, Dad. When you was a kid, you quail hunted, right? Yeah, that
1: was – well, I had a four ten shotgun, and I – go down the fence row and if a quail fly I shoot at it, a rabbit run, I'd shoot it. Did you cover any pheasants where you lived at? Oh, we didn't have any pheasants. No pheasants there? No. Martin Eby had a ranch out east west of Wichita, or out of Buffalo about 10 miles and he made a deal with the te- Kansas Parks and Wildlife and he released birds and hunt them. But the deal, when, when that was going on, he had to let 30 or 40% of them go we put out 10 birds, he could kill six or seven of them. And they finally got enough of them up there that that survived enough to have a little short season, but then it didn't last. Jiggers kill pheasants. Did you ever kill any of those pheasants? You ever shoot any of them? I was working on that ranch one time, and I saw them run in this brush, and I jumped off a tractor, and I grabbed a rock, and I threw it in there, and I got, my, got broke leg on two pheasants. <laughs> and they's flopping around there, and I run them down, and I put them in my damn lunch bucket. And I took them put them give them this other guy, and he took them home and cooked them. Boy, I got my ass fired if they'd caught me. And that comes to really? some other stories, Andy. Listen to these stories about it.
2: Now, Dad, when you was a kid, you worked on farms, right? Yeah. What was the pay back then? $8 a day
1: in your dinner, it, except for hay, and you got paid by the
2: bail. And you were a big strapping guy, so you probably done real good at that too then. I was pretty good hand at eating. So, <laughs> what? So, they, they, is $8 a day and your dinner. And your dinner. Is dinner nighttime or lunch? No, it's noon. Do they have big lunches in?
1: Oh, yeah, they, they did. They, Junior Bremen told me one time, he said, Ronnie, I don't care how much you eat, but you only got an hour to do
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> Would you have breakfast too? Or no. Or just get they, up and go? But, but when I
1: worked for McGregor's, they come out about three o'clock in the afternoon with sandwiches, nice tea, and cupcakes or something every day too. At three, about that way, boy. That black and white Buick coming over that hill out there was a prettiest sight.
0: How long was that? Just thirty minutes or something? 15, 20 minutes for yeah, that break? Just sit down
2: and eat, yeah. But it was
0: nice to have.
2: Oh you know, yeah. You seen Dad eating his heyday? How much groceries he can yeah. knock down? I was with him one time. We went to a buffet to eat, which is not a good place to go with Dad, and. I told him one time, I was in probably in college, I told him, I said, Dad, I don't mind coming up here and eating with you, but if we're going to come up here at 7 to eat, I said, I'll just get here about 7.30, and that way you can be 30 minutes in, because <laughs> he ate like four or five plates. Yeah, I remember one time this kid snickered at him at the deal. He told his mom, I said, look, look how much dessert that guy's got.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, and you'll talk to people at a buffet, won't you? Well, I'm friendly. I talk to people anywhere. Remember the old fat lady? Well, i remember several of them. <laughs> Did you, you told her fat people like but what you what you
0: say to her now?
1: Oh, I said, Did you ever notice how many fat ass people come with these all you can eat
0: deals? <laughs> <laughs> she was hefty, also. Yeah. Uh. Dad,
2: Dad has a real problem of speaking the truth. We were in Alaska one time. We were coming home from hunting. We were on an airplane, and we'd had this waitress or stewardess or no waitress at this restaurant, and she was she could stop a clock. And dad was talking about her what, about midnight. We're on the red eye coming home, and dad just all of a sudden starts talking about these fat ladies. God, has the biggest ugliest woman I've ever seen. Going, and these two women are getting on the plane, and they think they're talking about him. And they got all fucking pissed off. <clears throat> I don't know who he thinks he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and then dad was videoing the stewardesses, and one stewardess said, you, "You, sir, you you can't be filming them." He goes, "That's okay. I'm just filming the pretty ones." <laughs> uh, so,
0: pre nine eleven,
2: yeah. When you was a kid, this is a thing too. When you was a kid camping out, you used to go camping out all the time, right? Yeah. And one of your friends told me one time, he said, Oh, Ron, he, they called dad Ronnie or Bear Tracks, was your, your nickname was Tracks because his dad's got big ass feet. And they'd say, Oh, Tracks. They'd all say the same thing all the time. God dang, you go camping out with him when you a kid, and we wouldn't even get halfway in the woods. and Dad's stuff like, You to stop me eating lunch. <laughs> <laughs> and you take a,
1: bowl, a, a what, it was corn deal. You would just take. If, if, if wheat and corn was just right. We just take a bucket. That's all we take. We dip water out of the creek and set it on a fire, and throw the corn in there and boil it. And just eat corn. <laughs> set you free.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. So much. Well, you Looks had like a, you didn't even chew half the time.
2: Yeah, you, you, you done some. You coon hunted also some. Tell the story about you. Uh, you coon hunting with the dog in the, at the nighttime in the creek bed and all that stuff.
1: Sheldon Cadell was my best friend, and we'd coon hunted all the time. And they, they had a big old black and tan puppy that was just a big old clumsy eight-month-old puppy or so. And so we're going down this creek, and, and the leaves are falling off the of trees, and they've covered up the water. You don't see water down there. And there's dogs hunting down the other side of the creek. And this pup, he sees them over there. and Boy, here he goes down that bank, and he hits them leaves and goes under. And he comes up across the deal a little ways further, so there's just two holes in the leaves there. But he come out looks so surprised. And, shocked. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you had a dog named Caesar, right? Caesar was her old Brittany, yeah.
2: And he, he ran crooked? He ran sideways?
1: Well, he did after about the
2: ninth time he got
1: run over on the highway. <laughs> he, he chased cars. And I was watching him one day. He took off after this semi come around the corner dragging a chain when the Grondike trucks were all the trucks that haul fuel did that. And he takes off down the road after that truck, and then he breaks off to, to come back to the houses. And just as he did, a car's coming from the other way, boy. And I'm looking right at him, and it looked like it caught his chin under the frame in the middle, of the, and just bent him over backwards. And he laid down there, and I was boo-hooing and shit. I was about nine, ten years old. So finally, we went, we went and got him and brought him home, and. He laid out there for about three months. We'd feed him and stuff. And he got where he could walk. But then he'd, when it was cold, he'd run sideways. <laughs> 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 he just, he, the colder the weather, the more sideways he'd be. <laughs>
0: he just couldn't limber up. But
1: he'd go hunting with me, but he didn't know nothing about hunting. And I didn't know nothing about teaching him. And he'd, Tried to chase a rabbit once in a while, but he couldn't run as fast sideways as they could going straight. (laughs) One day I shot a jackrabbit and I I guess I put a pellet in its brain because it just dropped its head and just run in big old circles over this field, just hauling ass, and boy, one of them loops come around and he ran into Caesar broadside and just rolled him over (laughs) (laughs) before it fell. But he was he was a he was a pet and he was a sweetie.
2: What's the first What's the first gun you ever had, Dad?
1: Well, the first gun I used, Grandpa had an old single shot four ten hung up over a door in the shed over by his house. I I could use it, but I always had to put it back. And then I got a Mossberg pump, bolt action. I mean, a bolt action Mossberg three shot shotgun. I shot my first my pair of mallards was that. And I killed quail and rabbits, and we didn't have much duck hunting. So rabbit hunting was my biggest dependable thing. But there was, there was enough quail back in those days. I could get off a school bus, stick some shells in my pocket, and get my gun and walk across the street, and I could get in three coveys of quail and be back for supper.
0: Wow. And you'd take your gun on the school bus? No, 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 no. But I'd get off you, of it. Oh, it drop you off at the house. But and you then... could have
2: right there. They wouldn't have thought nothing of it, would they have? Yeah, well, I don't know. I'd Probably not.
1: We had them in our cars, or windshield windows, back parking lot. But
0: So drop you off at your house, you'd run and grab a gun? Yeah. Three covey? Our
1: house was the last one in town. we really go across the street and it was in the country.
0: Yeah.
2: And you Now... Back in your high school days, your football team—you had a good football career. Y'all didn't. Y'all lost one game, right when you was in high school. Yeah, and we was ahead twenty to nothing at
1: halftime.
2: That's the only game y'all got beat. Your last game. Yeah, oh, that's crazy.
0: Your last game. What happened? Uh, Just lost focus. Thought I it was in the bag, or what? Coach
1: told them a better story than ours did. I guess.
2: <laughs> but that's the only games you ever lost. I mean, that was it. Yeah. So, did you run track in high school? Yeah, once.
1: How that happened? Well, I dragged my ass out of the study hall, screaming and a kicking. Told me I was in the mile relay of what? What's a mile relay? It's
0: the last race of the last race of the evening.
1: Yeah, everybody's gone home before I got back.
0: I figured you being a tomcat, you'd like track. All the cheer, or the uh, track stars there.
1: Shit, I didn't want to do it. And finally, they give me a javelin, and I'd I'd go cross the fence out there in the country and. Kill rabbits out of the brush pile.
0: <laughs> How'd you do on the mile relay?
1: Well, the one I was in, when I got to baton, I was the last guy. When I got to baton, I was way ahead. But every corner I'd go around, I'd lose a few. And, hell, by the time I got to that last turn, I couldn't even see him. Everybody was packed up and going <laughs> home. So I didn't get my wheels
2: from you when I was younger? No. How you know, about come from the courty side of the. Family. I guess so. So, uh well, Stephen was fast, but I just wasn't. you just wasn't. Maybe I. Got so off. you
0: didn't throw this on purpose to not do a track meet anymore. You you legitimately just. I didn't like to run,
1: I, I couldn't run very fast. You just big,
2: yep. Hoss Cartwright, so, but you're an actor. You're a thespian. You you love the plays and
1: stuff. I was in a lot of plays. That's how I passed English for four years. <laughs> so, if he was in English, she let you. Yeah, so she was a drama teacher, an English teacher. She was my buddy. I was in the I was in the senior play for four years. I was in the junior play for four years. I was in the Y teens, had a play about Christmas. I was in that teens? Y teens, whatever that is, girls deal. White? Like the color. Y, y. The letter white. Okay, okay, okay. And then you know, I was in the one-act play contest. We'd go all over to the colleges every year.
0: But That's a big business now, the one-act plays are. Probably, but we didn't we went to, like,
1: K-State and KU and Pittsburgh State Teachers College. And
2: I got a picture of you in the house when you were leading one of the plays.
1: Yeah, it was on Facebook a while back.
2: yeah. And I was like, "Who is this man?" Nobody would even recognize him. Had yeah. like 6'2", 6'3", about six two, six three, weighing about one hundred eighty pounds, probably. Or you probably were two hundred pounds in,
1: wouldn't you? Oh, I don't know. I don't think so. Eighty one, eighty five, probably was the top I ever was in high school.
0: We just got through nine eleven. Tough day as a an American. I'm sure, as a former firefighter, at Jeff thinking what those guys go through.
1: Jeff called me when the first plane crashed. He said, "Turn on your TV." And I saw the rest of
2: it. We were in the skunk house, which was Tony's house at the first. Tony lived there first. And we officed out of there also. We had the computer and all the office over there. And I came out that day because we had some dove hunters coming in on an airplane, if you remember that. right? And um, I On told, a Tuesday? On a Tuesday. It was like six or eight guys coming in. Just It was going to be their group. They were Tuesday, Wednesday. We didn't do dove hunters like we do now back then. Mm-hmm. And um so we – uh I was out here. Mom had taken pain, and Missy went to go pick up concessions for all the for the junior high games to Abilene. And the first plane was gone. Michelle walked out the door, and then I was thinking I saw a replay when the second plane hit. Dad, You're your damn you. phone. Let me Dad th- it. give it to Andy. There's got to be a way. To just turn that bitch off. Push that red button. All I gotta do is push the red button, Dad. Anybody? Anybody want to guess who it was? Steve Barber.
0: Steve Barber. <laughs>
2: So he's late. So we uh, he's gonna call me now. I want to know how you're doing. <laughs> so we or he'll call Andy. Have you talked to Ron today? So put it on his. Uh, on that right there. We we uh, we we I came over here. Me, you, and Tony were in the office because Michelle and everybody was gone, and we were watching it. And when that tower, the first tower, fell, you told me, and you had about a tear in your eye, and you said, "Lots of good men are dying right now on this thing. All them firemen and policemen are in there." And what was? And I don't think the reality of that caught a lot of people that thinking about, you know, they think of building's falling, about how many people are trapped in that son of a bitch. Yeah. Here's the thing as a fireman, and this is what's horrible, they knew after that first tire fell, that second tire probably was going to fall, Yeah. and they were trying to get as many people out of there as they could. A lot of them
1: knew I it. I imagine the first one was falling, at them people, and then people in that second one was getting the hell out of Dodge anyway.
2: Well, uh, what I'm saying is, is those firemen are trying to help people, trying to yeah. get up and get injured people out of there, and they knew that they were, eventually it was going to happen. Did they
0: ever say just pull everybody back?
2: I don't think After so. After the uh, first one fell, I did they
0: ever say just pull, em, pull I, I, everybody I, I out? I
2: think the, if someone's hurt like that, they don't do that. That's just, and I don't think most of them would do it. When you were a fireman, if someone was in a building hurt,
0: you weren't going to go back, were you?
1: You were going to go in and try to help them. That's what we we thought we were going to do anyway. You were going to try to.
0: Even if you got the pullback call? Yeah. But, but I'll tell you what.
1: Unless you've ever been in in a house fire and nowhere, there's a lot of you used to say, I'll do this or I'll do that. Or yeah. You get that old hot smoky shit in your lungs and, and you just can't. I mean, you just.
0: It's impossible. It,
1: you just, you can't, if you never experienced it, you can't appreciate it, but it's. It's tough. You almost died in a house fire, or a, a grocery store fire, didn't you? Well, no, but I was lost in one. And I thought you were out of air. I didn't run out,
0: clear out. bell was ringing.
1: No, Givens run out.
2: He just passed away from cancer. He,
0: no, that was Jose.
1: Okay, was that he?
2: Walter Manus. What was What's Bruce McAfee's wife's name? Renee Loudermilk.
1: Oh, Ronnie Loudermilk died. He has been he had Alzheimer's. For,
2: oh, he didn't have cancer? No.
1: Okay, I, I thought he had cancer. But uh, I just was in that fire and Ronnie Givens' air run out. Tell the story so people know what's going on here. Okay, I, I come from a station across town and on the rescue unit and we get to this grocery store that's on fire, but it's mostly in the attic. We're not the first ones there, so some of these guys come out that been in and through the building and back out so i've got fresh bottled air and stuff and i I said well let's go and i'll go with you and so we get about halfway back in the building or seems like it's about halfway because you can't see and something goes boom and something thud and and, then given says we can't go back our lines covered so i like them we committed to cardinal sin and we turned loose of the line that we had and that was your way out and so we're lost in that thing and i'm i'm away from everybody else and i'm going along i'm in the frozen food or something i'm reaching in and down so you there. can't see nothing uh-uh. no just once in a while a glow of a door but you get there and it don't go nowhere and i'm going along in the something out on frozen meat or something just feeling my hands down through the yeah deals that you're, you're blindfolded and and so finally ronnie's bell starts going off and he quits answering he won't talk to us and i can't find him can't find nobody and, and then i hear some banging like a sledgehammer against a tin wall and Somebody finally starts hollering, hey, Ron, come on out, come on out, come on out. I said, we can't, Ronnie's in here. And he said, no, we got him, come on. And he'd collapsed just inside the back door that they finally got beat open. Wow. So yeah. he was close to. He was. And, and they had him out in the parking lot. It was closing time, a little grocery store in the neighborhood. And they got him laid out out there in the parking lot and they're around him working on him and, and this lady comes running up the street and she's going back here, Ronnie, 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 Ronnie. But no, that's not the right name. Anyway, the name of, she was hollering. She comes up there and somebody said, oh, it's all right, it's just a fireman. You know, and boy won't take a
0: hammer and whack her on the head or something. Yeah. You know, you see these people there were videos from 911 people jumping out of the twin towers i mean
2: you know
1: it's bad when that's your better and option that's
0: your better option
1: when it's hot and you can't get a breath that burn your lungs I, just, I can understand it did you
2: ever think that was going to be the end for you
1: no i've had other couple of times i felt more so than that but just just run out of air and in the smoke and can't get away from it you know
2: and your fire, the equipment y'all had is nothing compared to what they got today.
1: That's pretty much true. When we first, when I first went to work, we didn't have but a couple of Scott air packs for the whole fire department. So oh, they real nice, but they cost lots of money. Yeah. See, so when y'all fought fire back then, y'all fought it from the outside more than from the inside. No, hell no. They they had a little canister deal that they could try to breathe through and filter it a little bit, but just. Get in there and get it and get out. I don't think
2: people that have never been in a fire... I've only been in one house fire that they're actually hired because I went in and got some dogs for an old lady one time. But I wasn't in there very long. But the time I got there, the smoke started doing that rolling deal where it was in there and all of a sudden the smoke started coming down. I got the fuck out of Dodge. But I don't think people realize... I think a lot of people think when a house is on fire that you've got all this glow of red and you can see because they're on the outside. They don't realize on the inside of that thing you can't see much. Well, on
1: the, on the, on the movies and on television, they they, right. they can see. You, yeah. It ain't like that in real life.
2: So I guess that's why you vent it to get the smoke out. Yep, that's exactly right. Circulate. And then you can see better once that smoke goes up. Well, and the heat
1: goes with it, and you can push the fire out that hole, too. Hmm.
0: I tell you what's tough to see is how far we've degenerated since September eleventh of 01. I don't know if we were ever closer as a community than on September twelfth today, which you right. what today is. In my lifetime. Eighteen years ago. In yeah, my in your, lifetime. And you're right. Your you, right. You probably had Pearl Harbor. Well dad would not born Pearl well, I mean, Harbor. He was three it, years behind. The, the the one before that would be Pearl Harbor.
2: John F. Kennedy getting killed is probably the next day in your you life, so? Dad. That was a big that everybody remembers where they were at. Boy,
0: stop
1: Stopped everything when he got shot.
0: But, I mean, do you think everybody was upset like they were with nine eleven and Pearl Harbor?
1: No, when Kennedy got shot, yes. yeah, they were dead. Everybody yeah. was. They that felt betrayed. Business stopped. I mean, I had a low defense post in Highness, Nebraska, I was trying to sell them in ten inches of snow. And there wasn't much happening and, and there wasn't anything happening after after you know for three or four days but when 911 happened the next day there weren't democrats and republicans JFK. they were americans oh, oh okay they were americans that day
2: and that's what it was on 912 you know that's what i'm talking about that
1: yeah. yeah it was everybody was common goal then
2: I think on, after 9-11, I felt like I felt if someone broke into your house, that someone had
0: violated you. or, You know, JFK, looking at the election results, 49%. 49.72%, Nixon, 4955
2: It's as split as it is now in this country. But the difference is, is that
0: the, everybody was still upset. Well,
2: but the parties, though, back then weren't violent and hatred like they are now. Right, was, that was our
0: president. Right, you no know. matter who it was. Yeah.
2: If you'd had Obama got assassinated, there'd have been people that would've been happy. If Trump yeah. got shot today, people would be happy. I mean, back then it wasn't that way.
0: He, he basically won by a hundred thousand votes, a little over a hundred thousand votes.
2: Yeah, it was a country. Texas was, was blue. What's well, funny, yeah, because L B J. Well, there's a whole story right there. Yeah. There's there there's some there's some missing boxes that come up in all that deal.
0: And Byrd took uh Mississippi and Alabama.
2: If if if, I don't even know what I was trying to say about this. The country is is not, everybody always talks about, well, it's just today. Well, the country's not no more divided today than it was in 1960. But it's a different kind
1: of division.
0: Nixon carried California, too.
1: I had, I had a friend
0: named F.
1: Edgar Dean. He built all those houses out in Sunset Terrace. And him and his corporation built about 700 houses. His daddy had been the mayor of Fort Worth. He was an honorary Texas Ranger. Oh, he loved carriers, he had a Thompson machine gun. Oh, really? This guy you were friends with or his dad? Yeah, oh. Ed, Eddie Dean. And, well, he was older. He was an older man when when we were friends, but because I worked some odd jobs for him. But he told me that he was in a cabin at Lake Kemp with John Redmond. Uh, mm-hmm. The, the guy that run the paper in Wichita Falls at the time was a big Democrat, Ray Howard was his name. Lyndon Johnson was there, and he named some other people, and he said we were in his cabin on Lake Kemp. Sam Rayburn. Sam Rayburn, and, and there wasn't any cell phones in. Jack Kennedy called Lyndon Johnson at that cabin. John F. Kennedy did. John F. Kennedy called... Lyndon Johnson at that cabin and asked him would he be his running mate. He didn't want to do it because he was the majority whip at the Senate. Said I'd have more damn powers where I'm at than I have doing that. Said Sam Rayburn told him, said take it. You'll be the president pretty quick. Wow. Yeah, it was he all in it. said I heard that. He said I wow. heard that. And, uh, but Democrats
2: then, we would be Democrats today. Yeah. I mean, if, if John F. If back, back then. I don't we, know about that. If, if, if today, or I mean, if we would go back in time, we would be Democrats. Because what John F. Kennedy and them were for is basically the same thing the Republican Party is
0: today. He was for, he was for socialized medicine.
2: Well, they're never going to figure that out. But most of his stuff, though, would be the stuff. He was for, he, he started the Navy SEALs. There was a lot of things that he did that would.
0: I think there I think. Either I think both, I think both parties just kind of did whatever was best for the country. The country, not yes. necessarily. This is what we have to say because we're a Democrat. Or, this is what we have to say because we're a Republican. Like if it made sense, I think they just did it. Well,
1: it, I used to hang around with all the old men that was just loafing and stuff at Grandpa's little doghouse, and and they were all Democrats, just yeah. like Jinx and Peaky. right. But the things they talked about as me and me being a teenager are the same things that the Republicans are talking about today, today are right day are the same kind of things,
2: yeah, yeah I think the parties have flip flopped years ago, you know, and it's I, I think, think so too I but think Kennedy'd
1: be a Democrat if he was come back.
2: you think he'd be a Democrat or I mean a republican, republican? Mm-hmm. well yeah if 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 it, if it was someone new, not because that family has sucked all the democratic money dry. I'm gonna tell you when we were in Boston last month, all you hear about is Kennedy. This Kennedy did that. We went, we took a tour deal in Boston, on bus deals, and you ride all over town. And mm-hmm. it's, Ethel Kennedy grew up here. Did this John F. Kennedy went to school there. They've had their first date here. It's all Kennedy. That's their.
0: But didn't you say that you talked to one lady up there and she just she didn't like Trump because of all his personal shenanigans. Yes, but she has no no qualms at all with the Kennedys, loving the Kennedys. Yeah. I I mean, what the fuck? He's the biggest Kennedy's the biggest whoremonger ever.
2: You don't like Donald Trump because supposedly he said, and I think I'm assuming he did say it probably that he just grabbed her in a pussy. But you're okay with Bill Clinton and John F. Kennedy, you know? (laughs) Jesus, Bill Clinton especially. Sometimes you
0: you just like a blowjob and a cigar. There's not well,
2: Donald Trump. I have never heard a rape allegation on him. There are some rape allegations on Bill Clinton. Sure. I mean, he's paid a lot of women off.
0: pedophile, Pedophile island.
2: Oh yeah he's all in the middle of that shit So
0: I mean you know They'll they'll overlook a lot of that stuff From the Kennedys and the Clintons But by God Trump said grab him by the pussy So you see that the, he, he's not fit to be president
2: The 50 year old detective That um, done all the investigation on Jeffrey passed Epstein away. Passed away from some mystery illness last week I'm telling you The Clinton comm deal And for the record Bill and Hillary if you're listening I support you
0: 100% <laughs> 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 Don't go digging into us Y'all didn't have, have big, big y'all didn't have big
2: big rally or big problems back then, did y'all?
0: Fuck yeah, they did. They had segregation. Had, oh, I forgot about that shit. <laughs> I guess that was deal. a big
2: deal. You were in Kansas City when all that went down, didn't
0: you?
1: I was in Kansas City when there were riots, and they was burning right down the street. Yeah. We'd go out to play at Fort Riley or somewhere. We'd have to come back and go through police and sometimes soldiers.
0: Now, yours was an all-white school, wasn't it? <laughs> the
1: whole community. There wasn't nobody black lived there.
2: How many black people had been in grandma's house?
1: Well, I found out we had some new a new maid who <laughs> have <laughs> went to grandpa's funeral and when I'd come in and went in the back door back here, I was sitting there and I was talking to some of the brother in laws and it looked like a little black streak went phew ran from one room and around the corner to the another one and I looked at it and what it was that? And, and then here come this black lady out and I looked at one of them and said, "We got a new maid." <laughs> <laughs> I guess that was my <laughs> new niece. I didn't know it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: did they laugh at you? Or did they not even? They tried to hush you. Well, they kind of joked back. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, you, so you would walk through the 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 protest, the segregation protest.
1: Well, they were just a riot. They was burning the blacks against the
0: whites, and
2: yeah, they was. You played a lot of music with black people, so you didn't have no problems.
0: With no, like that. A of... You ran in a, a, a all black all band. band,
1: except for you, weren't you? Aren't you? Yeah. So all about being the thieves, but we, but Andy and Connie and I, we was living in Kansas City, and we'd go out to Fort Riley and different places. But when you come in, there's curfews, and they had police, and they had soldiers blocking off down I thirty five, and mm-hmm. and you'd have to go through those deals to get into go home, especially pulling a trailer.
0: Mm.
2: Mom told me, told me a story one time about you were sick, you didn't play in a band one night and you got sick and there was a, some guys beating up a girl.
1: Yeah, it was in a hotel in Two City, Iowa. Mm-hmm. I, was, I got a dang stomach bug that afternoon and I couldn't go play. And I started hearing these people raising hell out in the in hall. Finally, I got him out there and said, God damn, shut up. And this guy's trying to get these, he, he, I guess it was his wife was in the room, and he was trying to get her to let these two black dudes in. I guess she's whoring out of there or something. Anyway, she didn't want I mean, to. Y'all aren't staying at the Hilton, I'm assuming. No, it was uh, something, I can't remember the name of it now. But but anyway, they, they left or got quieted down, and I'm back in the bed and about to doze off and all. Once I hear that little louver screen door crash, boy, I hit the hall my damn shorts right there and there was a couple of black dudes out there that had kicked in her door and that guy. So I laid a couple of them out and I went down to the hall to telephone in the lobby and called the police, told them I just knocked these guys out and that they was trying to break in this room.
0: They were in the room, though. No, they were in the hall. They were in the hall trying to get in still? Yeah.
1: And so they told me to just get back in my room, and they'd, they'd turn the dogs loose. Oof. And they they opened the door, I guess, and that are or tertiary police. Dogs come through there, them Ate their ass. When I went to the phone, there was more passed out on a landing in the stairwell. Y'all were at a nice place. Well, it wasn't a bad.
0: <laughs> Doesn't sound like <laughs> except, it at all. You got whores and, except, and drunks. Except that crowd
1: that night. Never did say it like that again. I stayed there for – I had an apartment in there for a couple, three months. But they, they uh, turned them police dogs loose, and when they come in the hall, they got them guys that's passed out up in a hurry. Boy, they went shoom,
0: mm-hmm. So what would you say to them? You've had, or did you just start knocking people out? I just knocked the ones out that was trying to get in that door. Had enough. So trying to get some sleep, recover from your stomach bug.
2: So I got my wheels from the other side of the family and Tony got his fighting from your side.
1: Well,
0: I don't know about maybe. I don't know. What the so you knocked the first guy out. Does the other guy square up with you or you just clock him also before he gets wop, a chance? Wop. I didn't give him much of a chance to look it over.
2: <laughs> You're a lot bigger guy than most people back then though.
1: Yeah, I wasn't big like I was later, but I was, I was 185
0: pounds. Just didn't give a shit. Got the stomach bug and trying to get some sleep.
2: Mom was mom happy with you that night or mad?
0: Oh, she was happy. How else?
1: She had time I got done with the, all the fighting was over. She had that old gal in our room.
2: Oh, Ma- mom said wasn't that they were lingerie or something? And she yeah. got mad at you over that shit.
1: Well, I didn't have anything to do with that.
2: Yeah, mom told me, your dad, and your dad, all he was doing was trying to look at that girl in her lingerie. <laughs> <laughs> look
1: like, a, look like a, what's that catalog?
0: Victoria's Secret. Yeah. <laughs> well, you brought her over here, Chris. So it's yeah. not it's not all on me. I didn't invite her in. There's another time that gentleman was trying to get it. Well, he was trying to get in your apartment, and you were on the other side of the door, and or kept telling house. him to leave.
1: Yeah, that was one of my old buddies from Wichita Falls. He he was kind of one of the local thugs. And he was championship boxer heavyweight. And I was seeing this gal that he was wanting to see and had seen, I guess. And he come come over to my door. I'd went down to the police and got a restraining order And, and anyway, he comes come beating on my door, and I just pumped shotgun on their side of it, and he <laughs> left. Well, later, next day or two, I'm sitting at the P2 at the Stag Bar and sitting in there. And he comes in, he said, Hey, come down here, I want to talk to you. I said, You can talk. He said, Well, come down. I said, No, I'll just talk. He said, Well, you put some bad stuff on me. What are you talking about? You put a damn bond on me. I said, yeah. He said, why'd you do that? And I said, well, now I got a license to kill your ass if you fuck with me. <laughs> he never bothered you after that. <laughs> he said, He said, man, my car's in the damn ditch down so-and-so. He said, would you give me a ride home? I said, Yeah, hey, I'll take you home. And so he said, well, would you run by my car? I gotta get my bottle out of it. <laughs> okay. So I took him home and every time that guy'd holler for it to see me, Hey Ron, how you doing? Uh, That's
0: all it took, huh? Yep. That's crazy. So were you nervous when he first walked up and said, Let's let's go talk? Or you like, Oh fuck, here we go. No. I'm
1: gonna
0: have to kill this fucker. No, I
1: wasn't I, just, but I wasn't gonna go down there around the corner and,
0: Fuck no. Mm.
2: Well, dad, you had a good time, good life.
1: Well, it's
0: been and then it, you sprinkled some waterfowl hunting and some dog training in on all that too. So I mean, hell, you just lived it yeah. all.
1: I thought of a story the other day. I told you about that I'm a little sortie, and I can't remember what it was about.
2: We'll have you on again. I can't remember what it is either.
0: You, we talked about burning the levee down. You were wanting to tell that story. Yeah, no, I told that. Oh, I
1: do want to. I do want to talk about you guys with your dogs. I've had dogs for forty years, and I've retrieved ducks and geese and trained dummies, shot dummies and stuff all over the country, field trials and just training. But we've got some bad water standing around. It's got some moss floating on it. Yeah. Just, just what the ducks like to eat. And where right. I like to like to hunt. But now that's dangerous. There's tr- algae and you need to do a follow up and educate yourself but there's some blue algae and some green algae and stuff and it'll kill your
0: dogs. The green algae will too not just the blue? I think so. Is there a sample? You think they can take a sample and send it off somewhere and see if they I think I'd probably
1: probably could.
0: I mean it it kills them quick like they make a retrieve and then they come back on land and they're hacking right? And we had had a buddy had a dog get into it. Talking about skiing? Yeah. Well, yeah, he just
1: threw dummies in the lake down at Abilene, and, and, and the dog started hacking and stuff, and he cost him about 400
0: bucks. But he kept, the dog lived. Yeah, the dog, he
1: saved his dog. But a lot of them he don't was, get it. He was right close to the doctor, but, and then Steve Barber's dog come up with a flesh eating bacteria, and that's caused by stuff from the feces of the cows and stuff, and it's not unusual to be in ponds and stuff, but. They had to skin his little dog from her front legs back almost. And the, the vet bill on that deal was like $30,000, but uh, some foundations picked up most of it because it was a test kind of situation. But was a, uh, that was a flesh-eating virus. It
0: says here it causes liver failure. Two dog Toxic algae kills dogs across the country. Uh... A lot of them in Carolina. The killer is blue algae, or a big-ass word, that can be found in fresh or salt water containing toxins that can be fatal to dogs within minutes, hours, or days of exposure. Um, 3.5 billion years old. Been around for a while. Dogs are far more likely to ingest them. It's bad for humans, too.
2: I, I wouldn't go damn sure you wouldn't go drinking none of it.
0: Blue, green algae, commonly confused with green algae, but it's bad shit. But it looks just like a place that you'd want to duck hunt. Yeah,
1: just the kind of stuff that the birds love to get on. So let your conscience be your guide. I don't know if there's a way to get it checked, if it's your favorite full-time lease or something. But I've thrown stuff and shot birds and all kinds of crap
0: and didn't even think about it till lately. That's crazy. Says you can look for floating fish, might be a sign, might produce a foul smell. But I mean, like you said, I've hunted teal hunting. it water's probably gonna smell bad. Yeah, it's just that hot old shit. That I'm gonna look, place that we, we're gonna duck hunt, make sure there's nothing like that.
2: There is, it, it's all over the bank. I saw it the other day.
0: Really, mm-hmm. I wonder if I should not take Lou then.
2: Oh, no, I tell you, one thing's gonna happen is we're not gonna have to deal with mosquitoes like we did last year during teal season.
0: Causes uh, neurological problems, um, act like very potent nicotine, causing twitching and paralysis, also causes liver failure.
2: Sounds oh, like, that also like affect
0: the liver uh, and the animal hemorrhage to death. Oof,
2: not good. Be careful until it cools down or get some rain. If it rains a bunch tonight, it won't be so bad
0: just kind of circulate that water a little bit i wonder if the first freeze kind of gets gets rid of it i don't know but it just i'm gun shy as can be yeah i don't know i'll look i'm gonna look and see where i'm going i might not take loo there's a lot of it but shit i mean it's just i've you know stinking hot september water right no i've done it
1: for years and years and years but boy right now i'm gun shy as a
0: kennedy as i'll tell you (laughs) What else you got? Hopefully, it cools off soon. We can uh, fix some of Lou's problems. That's it. I'm ready to help you.
1: I think we've got. I think. A, I think I can help him.
0: Well, I'm ready for some cooler weather so that we can start working on him a little bit, tune him up some.
1: Yeah, I'm anxious to. i still planning to get back on my feet and time do some hunting.
2: Well, hopefully, we can do that and we can shoot some ducks the next couple of weeks. Yep. All right. All right. Let's jump off here. Anyways, thank y'all for listening. God bless y'all. Thanks for being on here, Dad. Love you. Uh, hope you get better. Love you all. Keep thanks for having me.
0: We like having you on. You know, there was a poll recently. Who Who do you want to share blind with the most? I think Dive Bomb put it on theirs. We put it on ours too, didn't we?
1: Yes, I think so. And you were on a hot
0: name. I saw a couple. Of Everybody deals. wanted to sit next to the famous Ron Stanfield in the <laughs> duck blind. Well, I'd be glad to share it. That's got to make you feel good. Yeah. Sure enough.
2: Yeah, I don't think me and Andy got named at all.
0: Out of all the people in the world that these people thought to share a duck bond with, and you were the one. I'm honored. (laughs) All right, Ron. Thanks for coming on. See you guys.